We're going back to our last week lesson. Uh, the promises of God in Shira. We didn't quite finish. Maybe we can get it cranked up to where you can get warmed up. Come on, somebody. Just to know that God promises are sure, it ought to be enough to get us cranked up. Because there's one thing about God, He never fails. Amen. If you would, without further delay, we're going to go ahead and go to Romans chapter 4, verses 17 through 25. Verses 17 through 25. You got it, say praise the Lord. Let's begin reading at the 17th verse, please. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they are. First of all, you got to understand that God, the, the first pass of the scripture said, as it is written. When it is written, it's law. Whatever God wrote, had inspired to be written, it will not retract or be taken back. Amen. So, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to see into this that this promise to Abraham, good God Almighty, is still going on as you and I sit and speak today. Amen. That goes to show you how powerful the promises of God is. Amen. Verse 18 says, Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seeds be. 19 verse says, And being weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of Sarah womb. Now, not being dead means that don't mean he was in the grave. That means his body was dead. Come on, uh, his his functions were dead. Come on now, he was past, and Sarah was past barren age. We need to understand that. Amen. So. Now, you, we ought to be able to see more about the promises of God that this man was a hundred years old. Come on now. And his wife was in the 90s. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And then the 20th verse says, He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. You mean to tell me when you stagger at the promises of God that you are in unbelief 
Uh-oh. When you can't totally believe God, if you're not totally believing, there's some unbelief hidden under the cover somewhere. Oh, Lord, have mercy. If you're not uh, totally believing God, there's something in you that don't believe that God can do what you need him to do. But here's Abraham. Now, you got to understand this. This man is 100 years old. His wife is in the name. God said, you're going to have a child. This man did not stagger in unbelief that he wasn't, that it wasn't going to happen. Oh, that took some strong faith. Come on, somebody. Huh? You mean to tell me that God can wake up this old dead body of mine? Uh, at a hundred years old? You mean to tell me that God knows there's something still left in me that I don't know that's in me that can produce a child? Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Wow. 21st verse says, fully. and being, somebody said fully persuaded. You got to be fully persuaded that you belong to God and God make a promise to you that promise cannot be broken until it is fulfilled. You got to be persuaded in your mind. God don't have to be persuaded. He made the promise. All God got to do is make it happen. Twenty-first verse in Romans chapter 4. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was up. Good God Almighty. Now, this is Abraham being fully persuaded. He being fully persuaded that what God has promised, that he was able. Good God Almighty. Every time the devil tried to tell you that, that God ain't going to do what you think he need to do for you, you got to tell yourself, but he's able. And I am fully persuaded that he will fulfill his promises. Come on now. It is the enemy that you allow to have you staggering at the promises of God. You stagger by what he show you with your fleshly eyes and then you lose heart and start drifting off into unbelief. Oh, if anybody had a reason to drift off, Abraham had a more of a reason to drift off than we do. Come on now, a hundred years old? Come on now. I don't know if he was hanging on a cane or not, but he probably had a staff. Amen. He surely had to be moving slow, but yet still he staggered not at the promises of God. Oh, what's the next verse? Oh, therefore, you got to go to the 22nd verse. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Oh, when you fully persuaded, when you are believing in the promises of God, when you are not staggering at what God said 
that's going to happen for you, then the Bible said that it was imputed unto him as righteousness. Come on now. It wasn't because Abraham didn't make mistakes. Abraham made mistakes. Abraham lied. But because he did not stagger at the promises of God. Come on somebody. In unbelief, it was imputed unto him as righteousness. 24 verse says, For us also, of whom it shall be imputed. Oh, you mean that you can get the same imputed of righteousness that Abraham got? For, all, for, for us also, to whom it shall be imputed. If what? If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord. I need you to go back and pick up that word if. Everything hangs on the balances of if. Come on somebody. If puts you at the crossroad. If you going to believe. Or if you not going to believe. It puts you at the crossroad of making a choice. Come on, somebody. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, 25th verse says, who was delivered for our offenses and were raised again for our justification. Good God Almighty. He died for our offense. <laughs> but he was raised for our justification. Come on, somebody. Our justification comes from God. He is the one that justifies. Amen. The promise of God gave Abraham state that he would be a father of many nations. And the entire world would be blessed through him. This promise was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. When God made the promise to Abraham, you and I was not around. When God made the promise to Abraham, the nation of Israel was what was in focus. But when God made the promise to Abraham, his sight and mind didn't stop at the Israel at, at the nation of Israel. His sight went on to all nations. Come on, somebody. Then we have we start staggering at this, not knowing how was God gonna perform this. That Abraham, number one, don't have no children. Number two, when he did have one, he just had one seed, Isaac. And you mean to tell me Isaac is going to replenish the whole earth? So therefore, we were constantly looking in the natural sense of this thing and did not recognize that God was trying to bring our focus in into an internal thing. Come on now. So, when the whole world got blessed by Father Abraham, you got to understand that Christ came from the bloodline of Abraham and I and Jesus Christ became the whole world sacrifice.
Christ for sin and anybody whosoever believe, that's where the whosoever come in at. Whosoever believe shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's where you came in at. Come on now. Abraham never doubted God would fulfill his promise. Isn't that amazing? The promise was way back in the book of Genesis. And here you is about to enter into the book of Revelation. And the promise is still alive. Amen. Amen. Generations after generations. A whole world went by. Oh my God. And God brought forth a new one. And the promise is still alive. He didn't stagger at the promise of God. Abraham, like us, like us, the life was marked with mistakes. His life was marked with mistakes. Our life, his life was marked with sin. Our life was marked with sin. Our life was marked with failures. But he consistently trusted God. <coughs> you got to consistently trust God. Amen. He trusted God to the point that his faith did not fail and his faith grew in strength. By what he had to face in life, but he looked to God and waited on God. Amen. A back up scripture to that is run to Jude verses 24 and 25. Jude. Book before Revelation. Verse 24 and 25 says, Now unto him that is, that is what? He is able and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Hold up. The main thing that you need to get from verse 24 that God is able. God is able to keep you. And you know what? The only problem with that passage of scripture is not what the scripture said. It's who the scripture said to. We don't believe that God is able to keep us. Because every time something come our direction, we get fearful in our walk with God. Come on, somebody. Because our flesh begin to rise up above our faith. Come on now. He is able to keep you without stumbling and slipping and falling. God is able. Come on now. God is able, thank you, to give you a balanced life. Amen. Twenty-fifth verse says, To the only come on now, he wise. 
And not only is he wise, but he's the only wise God. Huh? He's the only wise God, our Savior. Be glorious and majesty and dominion and power both now. Not only is he wise, but he's all power. Huh? If God is all power, what is it in your life that needs to be done that he can't do? Come on, somebody. It's time for us to stop being shaky in our faith and get some strength in our faith. Shaky in your faith causes you to stagger. Come on now. Like I told you, if anybody had a reason to stagger, it was Abraham. Huh? And he staggered not at the promises of God. Come on now. At a hundred years old. Can I talking about the promises of God is sure. When the people of God can rest their case on the promises of God is sure, they'll be up the road a whole lot further than where they are now. Come on somebody. Because guess what? You shown up to be walking by faith and not by sight. Hebrews 6 verses 11 says every one of you do show the same to be full assurance of hope. Wait a minute. Until when? Oh, so you got to go all the way with this. Come on now. You can't get in the middle of this race and start doubting God. Amen. 
Because if you get in the middle of this race and start doubting God, then you come to the conclusion in your mind that God can't do what he said he'll do. Then you start giving the more power to the lesser power. Come on now. And that's your flesh and your enemy. Wow. Come on now. You done already suffered to defeat. Verse 12 says, That you be not slothful, but follow the them who through faith and patience God left you a long list of folks through the history of this book that stood with God by faith. Come on, somebody. And he told you to not be slowful in your faith toward him. Amen. Not disinterested. Become a spiritual, don't become a spiritual slugger. But an imitator. <laughs> Be an imitator of them that please God and saw the results of God by their way of faith. Hmm. Wow. You know, God don't make promises off of what you see. God make promises off of what he know. Come on, somebody. Jane, God knows what he's going to do before it's done. And when he invests that wisdom into you and you stagger at it, you telling God, I don't believe you can do that. My, my, my. Amen. You know, here, I ain't going to get ahead of myself because it's, it's something there that was about Abraham. Somebody. 
For when God made promises to Abraham, good God Almighty, in that case, Abraham was saying, good God Almighty, God that made me another promise, God told me to leave my, my father's house and my kinfolk, and he was going to take me to a land that was full of milk and honey. He was going to take me to a land that he was going to show me. And he never did fail me. He pulled me out of Egypt, out of Pharaoh's hand when he tried to take my wife. And I, when I went in Egypt, I came out with more than what I had when I went in. Why should I stand at the promises of God? Good God Almighty. 14th verse says, saying, surely, blessing will I bless thee, multiply will I. And so after he had patiently, somebody said patiently endure. And here is the problem. The key fact in this is he patiently endured waiting on God. Hmm. He obtained the promise by patiently enduring, waiting on God. Amen. When Abraham was patiently enduring, waiting on God, a little history of that said when God made that promise to Abraham, it didn't come to 25 years later. Good God Almighty. But he just sat at the promise of God. Come on, somebody. Ever did it? He kept walking by faith. Amen. But I hear some of you, when you pray and you don't get an answer, the first thing jump out of your mouth is, it must wasn't for me. How you know? Did God tell you it wasn't for you? Come on, somebody. If something ain't for you, he'll let you know it ain't for you. And if he don't let you know that it ain't for you, you need to wait. You need to, you need to develop you some patience and endure going through to God show up. Come on, somebody. And he's going to show up on his timing. And when he do show up on his timing, he's going to be on time. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He's going to be on time, and every prop that you've been propping up on is going to be knocked off from under you that you cannot stand on nothing but the promise of a God. Come on now. Oh, leg hurt. Put this big day on to God show up. Come on, somebody. What about when the ship, you can't find no big day on the ship? What you going to rely on then? You better be relying on the promises of God. Huh? Come on, somebody. If God said he's going to heal you, you, whatever condition you're in, you need to move on to the hill and catch up with you. Huh? Isn't that amazing that God wants you to keep running to your hill and catch up with you? 
man. The lepers, when they came before Jesus, when Jesus told them to go out, they didn't get healed at the moment. The healing caught up with them while they was gone. Somebody in that crowd believed on God. Amen. The premise is supposed to catch up with you and overtake you. Wow. So after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Lord, have mercy. If God make a promise to you, that's just like money in the bank. <clears throat> huh? God make a promise to you, he done gave you an account. Amen. And every now and then you go into prayer and you check on your account. <laughs> See, if God put anything in there. If he didn't put it in there this month, he'll put it in there next month. Come on, somebody. But you know that God is coming. When you got something coming from IRS, you know it's coming, and you always looking for it. You always expecting it, and you know it's going to get there, and God is better than IRS. Come on, somebody. 16th verse says, For men verily swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation. Is it to them an end of all strife, wherein God more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutable of his counsel confirmed it by an oath? Wow. God is willing more abundantly to go above what man can promise you. Come on now. You can trust in what God said. You can rely on what God said. Amen. And then not only that, he said, an immutable of counsel. And 18 verse said, that by two immutable things in which it was what? Im Somebody say impossible. Y'all act like y'all scared to say that word. In which it was impossible for God to lie. You ought to ride on that. If God tell you something, it is impossible for God to lie. Amen. So you need to tell yourself if there's one thing I do know, it's impossible for God to tell a lie. Because he's holy.
went to a sting out of fire. <laughs> and you running around here thinking that God can't do what he need to do for you? Come on now. Come on, somebody. Amen. Took the poison out of the viper's mouth. And told Paul, shake him off in the fire. <laughs> Didn't say he wasn't going to bite him, but he wasn't going to kill him. Just shake him off in the fire. Huh? And because he didn't die, the folks started looking at him like he was a god. Must be a god. Must be a god. But they didn't know the god was in him. Huh? You got to allow the god to get in you so that you don't doubt so much. You got to allow the god to get in you that you can walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, somebody. It's your faith that got to shake God up, that cause God to do things. Come on now. Be like the woman that had the issue of blood. See, God kicked all the props off money. Spent every dime she had. Went to every known physician that she knew. Folks that probably that had, had, had told her to go to. Oh, he's a good one. Go to him. He sure to help. Couldn't do a thing for him. So they got down to the point. Said, Lord, I ain't got nowhere else to go. Who can I turn to? Then along come Jesus. <laughs> come on, somebody. When everything begin to crumble in your life, come on, somebody, and you begin to call on God, God ain't going to send nobody to you but Jesus. He's going to send you the chief position. And when she saw the chief position, can you just imagine that the way the shape that she was in, the stench that was on her body, the blood that was still running from her body, and she said, I don't care what y'all think about me. I just need to touch that man. If I can just touch that man. Come on, somebody. Y'all probably, y'all, 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 y'all worry about too much about what folks say. Come on, somebody. Y'all, y'all worry about what folks say because you need to call on God. So you allow them to shut your mouth. Huh? You, you, you allow them to keep you from calling on God from your inner side. Your inner man need to call on God. But you so concerned about what folks going to say and what they going to hear. And you don't call on God to get your deliverance. Guess what? Then you walk back out the same way you walked in. When your deliverance was in the house. Come on somebody. You better learn how to tune folks out and try to tune God in. You need to get on the right station. Come on, somebody. Amen. Well, that by two immutable things in which was impossible for God to lie, we may have a strong consolation who has fled for refuge 
to lay hope upon the hope that is set before us. The hope that is set before us. The hope that is set. You got to lay hope on the hope. You got to lay hope on Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Amen. You done heard that piece of meat somewhere else. And it was in Hebrew 12, verses 1 through 2. Go to it. Are you there? Verse 1 and 2 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight, every sin which do so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, he endured the shame of you and I, and now he is set down at the right hand of God, but yet still, we still scared to confess the shame. Come on, somebody. If he endured for the shame, you ought to be able to confess the shame to him and get your slate clear. Come on now. There ain't no point in you talking about it. You ain't done nothing no worse than so-and-so. So It ain't about what so-and-so did. It's about what you did. It's your slate you trying to get clean. Come on, somebody. It's your forgiveness that you're looking for. It's your confession that you got to make. Come on now. Now. Ain't no point in being concerned about the crackhead when your skull is cracked open. Yeah, man. Come on now. We put our eyes and focus on everybody but ourselves. Amen. 19 verse says in Hebrew chapter 6. That where we were from the start. Which hope we have as an anchor. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me y'all been singing that song all this time and not realizing that your soul has got to be anchored? Your soul has got to be anchored in the Lord. Amen. Because surely if you don't know it by now, the way things go, it's a storm. Huh? It's out over the ocean. And it's moving this way. Come on, somebody. And if your soul is not anchored in Jesus, what's going to happen? Amen. That song has a whole lot of reality to it. 
Amen. Which hope we have as an anchor to our soul, both what? Sure and steadfast, which entered into that which is in the veil, whether the forerunner is for us in it, even Jesus, made a high priest for after the order of Melchizedek. You got a high priest? Somebody that can that you can go to? That can intercede for you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Jesus being your high priest. Because the veil been torn. Yes. Now you can go into the holy of the holies. And you won't go. Wow. How do you think you're going to live? How do you think you're going to get your soul anchored? Come on, somebody. God has made the promise available and you won't go in to get the promise? Wow. You got to do some parts of this. God ain't going to do it all. He supplied it. It's up to you to go get it. Come on now. Get hungry enough. Whatever in that kitchen that you said you won't eat, get hungry enough. You'll eat it and a whole lot more. But guess what? You sure had to get up out that bed and go get it. Huh? Anybody, anybody got a remote control on their refrigerator in here? Huh? Do you call your refrigerator to the bedroom? You get up and you go get it. Come on, somebody. God has supplied you with meat. It's up to you to get up and go get it. The promises is already there. Amen. Don't get lazy on God. Huh? Amen. God's promises is unchangeable. And God's promises come by on God's timing. And we got to understand the fact that God's timing is not based on ours. Amen. But guess what? God's timing will test your faith. Did y'all hear that one? God's timing We'll test what kind of faith you got in him. Can you wait on him? <clears throat> Since you found out that he's not a liar. Huh? You don't believe a whole lot of folks and you found out they were lying to you. And you stood on what they told you. Huh? You believed they were going to do what they told you was going to do. Huh? Lamar, ain't nothing like somebody that promised you, Lamar, uh, uh, can you loan me? Can you loan me 500? Yeah, Lamar, that's all you need. Yeah, that's all I can get. I can get by on that, bro. Uh, when can I get it? Oh, just come by here tomorrow. Lamar on there, journey on the spot on tomorrow. 
Get there and say, man, the month something came up, man. Man, I'm sorry. But we rest our faith off of what people say, but we won't rest our faith off of what God said. Come on now. Amen. Both them told you they're going to come by and pick you up, and you'll be standing at the door waiting on them and never see them. Never show up. Amen. God trying to give you a ride to glory and you won't believe it. Go to Hebrew chapter 11. If you and I could ever believe God like God Because the awesomeness in the kingdom comes by faith, not by what you do, but who you believe and how you act upon who you believe. See, faith is an action word. Come on, somebody. Your faith ought to cause you to be faithful. When you find yourself not being faithful, then your faith is shaky. Amen. There's a whole lot of things hanging off the balances of your faith. You can't believe God promises if your faith ain't in it. If your faith is shaky, you know, you, you, you don't totally believe. If it don't show up in two weeks, you drop it. Come on now. You start declaring that must have been the beans I ate last night. Huh? Or the ham hock or something. Because God surely didn't say that. Because he didn't show up on your timing. Amen. Hebrew 11 verses 5. I want to start at 5. 5. Ooh, 5. Let's look at verse 5. For by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because it translated him. Before his translation, he had this testimony. That he pleased God. Now Enoch could not be walking around looking for the day that he was going to die. No, y'all didn't hear that, did you? Enoch had to have got a divine revelation from God that he was not going to die. So therefore, Enoch would have been staggering at the promise of the God if he was walking around every day wondering, oh, what day am I going to die? 
kill me first. But God told him he was not going to see them. Now you're putting limitations on God. Now you're saying that God can't take you to glory without you dying. But Enoch did not stagger at that. Good God Almighty. It said that Enoch walked with God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. God, I thank you that one day I'm leaving him in a state of spiral moment. Now I'm going to look up and I'm going to be gone. Come on, somebody. So, Lord, I'm going to keep walking with you. I'm going to keep talking with you. I'm going to keep doing the things that you want me to do. Because, God, I want to be pleasing in you. I don't want nothing to stop my flight. Come on, somebody. And this is the attitude that we ought to have. I don't want nothing to stop my flight when it's time to go. Hmm. That being the case, better get rid of some of that baggage. Some of you carrying too much. Come on, somebody. Empty some of them secret compartments you got that can't go on the flight. Huh? Come on, somebody. You know how it is when you pull into the airport. Man, they go through your bag like a fine tooth comb. Uh, they scan everything. I had my hand brace on when I went through. They made me pull it off and send it through the scanner instead of just scanning and again the back to me. Send it through the scanner. When it came out the other side, that rascal all balled up. Because it had metal in it. Come on, somebody. Hey, man. God go scan you. <laughs> before you leave here. Come on now. Amen. And guess what? Ra, he gonna scan us from glory. He gonna wait till we get to the airport, Rob. He gonna scan us from glory. Amen. You gonna get your boarding pass before you get out of here or you gonna remain here. Hello, somebody. Everybody talking about going to heaven, you better make sure you got your boarding pass. A lot of folks that went to the airport that thought they had a flight didn't have a flight. Come on, somebody. Wouldn't it be a mess that when God come and you thought you had a flight and you ain't got none of no boarding pass? Huh? I can just see. I, when he, and, and, and the Bible said that he going to send his angels to the four corners of the world huh, and collect this thing. Can you just imagine that... Uh, Somebody. 
Coco been and looked around to him, am I love you, but God, can you give me her board and pass? <laughs> you gonna try to get somebody? You ain't gonna wanna be left. Come on, somebody. But in this case, you gotta have your own. Your name has got to be written down in glory. Huh? Your name can't be just on the church record. It's got to be written in glory. Oh, my name is on the church record, take off without delay. Ooh, without delay. Come on, somebody. Well, Enon had a testimony. Oh, Enon had a testimony? He didn't test a lot. He had a testimony that he pleased God. In other words, Enon's work spoke for him. Huh? Enoch's life spoke for him. Hello, somebody. Because you know a lot of times we sing loud, but we don't be saying nothing. Six verse says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. You need to underline that, that without faith, it is impossible for you to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And we got a problem with that, Pastor. They don't want to admit it because they say they walk by faith. They don't want to admit it because they say they read their book, but they really don't know if they if the God that they serve is a true and living God without a relationship with him. Oh, it's got to be a relationship. You got to be able to hear him when he talks. He got to want to talk to you. If he ain't talking to you, how are you believing that he is God and he do exist? It's because you won't let your relationship build to the point that God won't talk to you. Hmm. Think about that. 
If God ain't talking to you, you better find out why he ain't. Huh? Because he talk. Come on now. He got something to say. And it ain't a bunch of jibber-jabble either. Hmm. Only way that you don't hear him is because your ears has been shut up. That you can't hear. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently. Oh. Diligently. Seek him. Somebody give me a definition of diligently. I need to know what, what diligently means. Y'all got them smartphones? Or y'all got them dumb phones? Which one of them? Diligently. Huh? You got your hand up back there. What's that? Pull, pull the mask off your mouth before I can hear you. Uh-huh. Anybody else got them? Nobody else got them now. And that's the word I'm looking for. Energetic. Is anybody energetic about seeking God? Or are you still just hurting happily and doing it? Did anybody got an urgency? I thought that one was going to pop up. Is that an urgency to seek God? You, you have an emergency. See, so you got to seek God like you got an emergency. Come on, somebody. When you call on God, you need to be telling God, God, this is an emergency. If it ain't no more, it's that thing. call on him till you start snotting. <laughs> till you start, till your tears and your snot start running together. Huh? Come on somebody. Because you need to hear from the God that you serve. send us some peace. Come on somebody. And then when he calm you, send you some peace and calm you, then you can hear what God has to say. Because you can't hear God in a rage. He got to send you some peace first. He got to calm you down. 